Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey, it's Purple Daily Time, and today's subject revolves around Kirk Cousins, who told Kyle Brandt from NFL Network on his 10 Questions podcast, yeah, COVID, I don't know, I'm not really too concerned about it. If I get it, quote, if I die, I die. And so that's obviously just a sliver of the context, and so we'll dive into it because Kyle Brandt is going to be on the show today talking about his interview with Kirk Cousins. But quick, a shout-out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here to help business owners, not only in the state of Minnesota, but also across the country, uh, during not only pandemic time, but any given year. It's really, really helpful, tremendously helpful, to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. And so when you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, where it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. It's Purple Daily. (laughs) You like that? And welcome in to today's episode of Purple Daily. We appreciate uh, all of you who have subscribed to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. So our guest today is Kyle Brandt, who you can find on NFL Network's Good Morning Football, which is one of our favorite shows to watch on a regular basis here. Uh, You can find that daily in the Twin Cities on NFL Network at 6 a.m. Central Time. Kyle is also the host of 10 Questions, a podcast with Kyle Brandt, available on Spotify and YouTube. And it's funny that we that we uh, that we corralled you for this on the day that Kirk Cousins quotes from your podcast are just blowing up all over the Internet. So. Uh, we want to dive into that with you. But Kyle, real quick, before we dive into all things Kirk Cousins, I heard you on an episode of the Rewatchables podcast a week or two ago breaking down Teen Wolf. And so I almost feel like if this Kirk Cousins thing hadn't happened, we would just sit here and talk Teen Wolf for like 30 minutes. But we'll have to split our time. You know, I know they say it's supposed to be Hoosiers as the preeminent basketball motion picture of all time. But I defy you to put on the game tape, as any coach might, and look at Scott Howard watching his hand as he dribbles and shooting a layup off the wrong leg and telling me that that is not the finest piece of basketball ever put together. That's the real last dance. I do, I, I do agree. <laughs> it is. We need, we need a 10-part documentary series. Scotty Pippen on this one. I, think, I do agree with your assessment, though. I feel like lack of an outside shot might hurt him. Russell Wilson, as the comparison there in the NBA, <laughs> lack of efficiency, but Energizer Bunny gets to the rack. I like it. 
Yeah, I, I I still think it's strange that there's there's a love scene between a high school girl and a werewolf, and it just goes all kinds of wrong places. And I don't know why that's in the movie, but it rubbed me strange as an adult. And I liked it as a kid. Uh, I liked that the scene he tried to buy a beer keg too. Listen, we we could do never mind purple. We could do Teen Wolf Daily, and the thing let's do it. <laughs> Teen Wolf Daily. I'm here for it. Judd, go ahead. <laughs> Kyle, your thoughts on on the, the um, uh, chat that you did have on the podcast with Kirk and talking to him? I'm sure quite a bit about football and the Viking. Then it gets to the uh, COVID conversation. What was your level of surprise when uh, among his quotes to you was basically, I think, if I'm interpreting this right, um, Kirk saying, if I get COVID uh, and I die, I die, but I'm sort of fatalistic about it. Just your surprise in his uh, in, in his views of life or non-surprise, I guess. Well, I'm surprised here when you said the comments that were going around the country. I thought you were talking about Kirk trying to hire Creed to play a private birthday party for him. That's a whole other conversation. Yes, okay. But, which, but, by so the way, according the according thing. to the internet, it only costs like a hundred thousand dollars to book Creed, and he makes thirty five million a year. So for him to balk at that price is a little odd to me. Listen, I I, I tried. I said Kirk. I understand it. It's it's expensive for most of us. You're not most of us. One quarter of one game check could get at least a 15 sound track set from Scott Stapp. What are you doing here? And he laughed because he's Kirk, and maybe he'll have him for his 40th birthday. But um, listen, as far as the COVID thing, obviously, if we're talking about Creed as we go into the worldwide pandemic, you could tell the conversation I had with Kirk was mostly really light. I consider Kirk a buddy. I've known him for a while. We're both in the Chicago suburbs. We like the same stuff. So. The nature of this podcast is that, you know, it's like an hour and a half long. And you just sit down and you, you, you shoot the bleep and talk about this, talk about that. And we stumbled into the COVID stuff in a way because we were just talking, this is a few weeks ago, we were just talking, what do you think camp's going to be like? What do you think the facility's going to be like? And, uh, I, you know, I just said, how's your mask game? You know, like, what do you got? What kind of mask do you go with? And he said something kind of a throwaway. And so I said, all right, hold on. Everybody has different levels of this. We've seen this. What level of mask guy are you? If, if one is masks are stupid and you're an internet lemming if you actually believe they do anything, and 10 is, you know, I'm not going to leave my home for the next 10 years. That's how terrified I am to go outside. Which are you? And he laughed, and he said, I'm a point zero 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 one. And uh, I was really surprised. I just didn't, I, you don't hear that much. And I said, what do you mean? And there's a lot of context missing to what Kirk said when I asked that question. And it's, it's a little clickbaity and it's a little go for the headline, which I understand it's, that's the way it works now. But I think Kirk's take was that I don't personally believe in protecting myself with a mask. That's, that's his, cause he's saying, if I get it, I get it. And I, I'm going to go with the, uh, the, you know, the bold survive or survival of the fittest. And even, even if I die, I, I'm at peace with that. I die. And I think that's Kirk's, Kirk's uh, faith speaking there. But he also said at the end, he said, you know, mass, I, I think I res- out of respect for other people is why I do the mass, but not for myself. So it's kind of a roller coaster type statement. It, it's a little hard to follow. But if you take out of it, if I die, I die. And all of a sudden he sounds like Ivan Drago and everybody can run with that. It sounds a lot more bombastic than I think he actually believes. By the way, if you search Twitter, if you search Twitter's <laughs> trends right now, Kirk yeah. Cousins, Ivan Drago is one of the top trending phrases. So, Oh, my gosh. We've all wow. made it. You know how I knew that this was a big story today? 
someone told me that they're like, oh, look at Kirk Cousins is trending right now. I said, oh, all right, that's interesting. And I looked, and he was trending above Carol Baskin, who's doing Dancing with the Stars from the Tiger King. So I'm like, wow, this must be a big deal if he's looking down on Baskin. <laughs> so, so now that this has turned into a thing, uh, yeah. well, I'm sure Mike Zimmer loves this, by the way. Mike Zimmer <laughs> loves this type of stuff. This is great. Oh, distractions are Mike. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So, so now that this is a, a thing – what what do you think? I mean, do you think he's going to have to come out and sort of walk it back? Do you think? Do you think? Because there are on that scale that you mentioned, Kirk is a is a zero point zero 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 one. But there's there's probably plenty of guys on his team that are. I mean, Michael Pierce opted out, right? I mean, yeah. there's plenty of guys yeah. on his team that are probably more like an eight, nine, or ten. So how do you think this now lands going forward? I think I'll probably speak about it. Um, you know, t- today as we're recording this on Wednesday, I'm sure he'll be he'll be asked about it the next time he faces the media. He'll probably be asked a lot of questions about it. And like you said, I mean, look, the opener is what, ten days away, eleven days, something like that. And so, um, I do think he'll address it, and I think he'll probably own it, and I think he'll say something to the extent of, um, you know, I, I I shouldn't have said what I said, and um, I don't think he'll apologize, and I don't think he'll completely walk it back because. I think he does feel that way about masks. I, I don't think he believes in wearing one to protect himself. And I, and I don't think he's someone who stays inside his house. And there could be people who are offended by that. There could be people listening right now who are triggered by it. But the most interesting thing, I think, about his statement today, there's the obvious backlash and there's people who are really offended. But believe you, there are thousands of people who are saying, my respect for Kirk Cousins just skyrocketed. Yeah. Somebody had to say it, and finally <laughs> someone is not afraid to say it. So that's why this is a thing. It's not just an athlete with a dumb take that everybody slams. Those are a dime a dozen. The most interesting part is the, the, the legions of people who agree with them. So as, as you asked these questions, Kyle, and he answered them, yeah. did you say to yourself at that moment, this is going to blow up? Because, I mean, anything to do with, with this topic, if it's controversial, obviously in this uh, day and age right now, does blow up. That's a good question. I, I, I remember when he said it, I didn't think this was going to blow up. I remember being a little confused, and which is why I asked for clarity from him, because I didn't really follow his answer. I, I think he was a little bit in the purgatory between saying what he really believes and not wanting to say something to piss people off. So... I did not think it was going to blow up like this just because, it, you know, it was a little bit different back then, and Kirk kind of covered himself, and he said, this is me, but for other people, so I couldn't follow it. I'm not even making a joke when I say this. I thought the Creed stuff was going to blow up because the Internet loves Kirk Cousins and Creed, and I had no idea that the lead would be buried. I, I honestly, the COVID thing, obviously, but I thought the Scott Stapp trying to hire thing was going to be people are going to do backflips over, and they just want to compare him to Drago instead. Man, I gotta be honest. I, I went through. A, I can't blame Kirk. What? I went through a heavy Creed phase like twenty years ago. Who didn't? So Creed what was awesome in the day? Are you kidding me? I had I had like three Creed albums. I went three deep on it. They, they, when they worked in the nineties, when Scott Stapp would show up in his leather pants and his tank top and his choker necklace, oh, yeah. and start singing about you know I created my own prison. That was metal. I loved it. So why wouldn't he pay? Back to because your point. Kirk. He's, he's rich it's, enough. Why wouldn't he Kirk. pay? This, this is a guy who I, I don't know this for a fact, but guys, I would I would bet a lot on it. I, Kirk is still the guy who like will beat whoever it is. He'll beat the Lions and, and have a great game, and then he'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings and play with a gift card. It's like that's just who he is. So the idea that they heard back, it, you think, all right, I'm a high school friend of Kirk Cousins. Let's say I go way back with him, and we used to love Creed back in high school, and we used to work out to him. 
now Kirk has a ton of money. He's going to pay Creed to come to his house and play for his 30th birthday, and I get to go. It's the greatest idea ever. And then Kirk says, nah, it's too expensive. I'd be so Dude, mad at Kirk. I would like, too, it's man. It's not too expensive, Kirk. It's not. I mean, get, then he wouldn't do it. What is the point of making $30 million a year and having like a $250 million net worth at some point if you can't drop a hundo on Creed or something? I've always said I'd be the most hilariously awesome rich person because I would just pay like Michael McDonald to come serenade me on a yeah. Sunday at my friends, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, my friends and I would get together and we, we'd pay, you know, Our Lady Peace or somebody <laughs> cool back in the day or, you know, Days of the New and we could pool up, but we don't have the resources. And the worst part, I was like, Kirk, how did you let your friends down? Why, why didn't you pay for that? And he said, well, you know, maybe my 40th birthday. I'm like, I think that's eight years away, Kirk. I don't know if Creed's going to be still in the game at that point. And, and by the way, is it just Stapp? Or is it the band Creed without Stapp? Because I don't think they get along mm. anymore. So we talked about it for a long time. Oh, that's a good point. Break up there, yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, they do it for they do it for two hundred grand. Probably go ahead, Jeff. So, <laughs> so explain this one because yeah. so Kirk's comments about COVID to me, they're sort of Farvinian. They're sort of uh, I live life and life comes to me, and if I get sick, I get sick, and hell, yeah. if I die, I die. It flies in the face of how he plays the game to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like if if you if you go out and are like bleep a mask, I'm taking on life. Oh my yep. god, I'm sick. I might die, but I don't care. Shouldn't you be throwing bombs constantly and going far down the field and going for broke? And oh, I got picked, and Zim is yelling at me, and I don't give a damn because this is how I live life. <laughs> how can you be so conservative and afraid on the field at times if your philosophy of life is go for it? That's fascinating. Based on the life philosophy, you would think he would come out and look like uh, purple-helmeted Jason Jameis Winston. You know, like he would come out like that. Um, uh, that's a, it's an interesting question because I know that like Kirk is all about the preparation. Like he is a process guy. He wants to sit down and highlight every line of a book and watch every every frame of film before he gets out there. And I know that's how he was in Washington. And now, and listen, it, it would not surprise me that Kirk is extremely, in his own way, well-informed and well-read about COVID because I think he reads everything. And I think he is a massive, massive researcher. So it could be that he's read some things that come from who knows what source that just were compelling to him and that he felt like, you know, like a lot of people feel that I am not going to cower in my house for this and I'm not going to wear the mask. I don't personally agree with that, but you would think the guy who says screw it to the mask might, I don't know, chuck it a little deep into double coverage and take a shot a few more times, right? Uh, hey, Kyle, before we before we let you go, and by the way, again, people, you, you can find Kyle's new podcast, uh, 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt, Spotify and YouTube, and Kirk Cousins, obviously the guest on this most recent episode. Uh, so... Running backs, Joe yep. Mixon, four years, $48 million. We've We've seen uh, Dalvin Cook and the Vikings go back and forth. And with the addition of Unique Ngakwe here, we think that there's going to be a contract extension when the window opens back up and, and the mm-hmm. Vikings are just going to have two 25-year-old beast, highly paid pass rushers. We don't think there's much money left over for Dalvin Cook. And Judd and I both agree we wouldn't give Dalvin Cook a big contract based on everything we know about running backs. We would just let Alex Madison, the backup, become the starter at some point. What's your philosophy on paying running backs, and where do you stand with Dalvin Cook? I, I hate the state of running backs because it's my favorite position. I grew up in Chicago worshiping Walter Payton. I played running back. I played it, but listen, guys, you, you know who's not playing running back for anyone right now? Leonard Fournette. He's sitting at home yep. doing nothing, and this is a guy last year 
who outrushed Dalvin Cook, who outrushed a lot of really good guys. And, and no, everyone's like, eh, we'll wait on him. He's the number four overall pick in the draft. I think that you have to be the unicorn of running backs to really get the big contract and to be worth it. Like, I, you know, I, I loved Alexander Madison's game. Sometimes you'd go in there and it, it looked like Dalvin, even with the hair and everything. I, mean, I, I, I feel like there was no drop-off. Of course there is. Dalvin's really talented. But guys get caught up in this about uh, – He's a generational talent. Listen, there's only one generational talent per generation. There can't be 12 generational talents. I, I don't believe that at all. You have to do something right now to deserve that contract that McCaffrey just did, where you go 1,000 and 1,000, or maybe what Derrick Henry just did, where he ended the Patriots regime and knocked out the Ravens and was just an, they felt like a, a really prolific talent. These guys like Dalvin, like Nick Chubb, we'll see about Saquon, they're great players. But are they truly special, transcendent players that you can't have an offense without? I don't think so. And I think it really, really hinders you, especially when a running back is like a car. The second yep. you drive it off a lot, it starts losing value. I hate it, but that's just the hard, cold truth. They play the wrong spot in 2020. I think it's because I, I grew up with, with guys, too. Earl Campbell. I loved yeah. him. I thought yeah. he was the greatest, and he was. But unfortunately, for to your point, for uh, Barkley, for Chubb, um, for Cook, Kyle, I think they just play the wrong spot at the wrong time, and there's nothing they can do about that. Look at the Super Bowl. Look at the Niners versus the Chiefs. You had Raheem Mostert and Damian Williams just running rampant through the playoffs, making you know 20 bucks a carry for gas money. And you're telling me you want to give a $50 million contract to a running back? He better be, he better be Barry Sanders, and none of them are. I hate it. And I wish that someone like Dalvin Cook was playing in 1993 and he'd get 30 carries a game and all the money in the world. That's just not the way right now. Give me pass rushers, give me quarterbacks, give me left tackles, and we'll go to the playoffs. Uh, by the way, earlier in the interview, Kyle hit Judd with a good question. <laughs> which means Very important uh, competition here, Kyle. Judd Thank has you. closed the gap on the season. I have 18, Judd has 14, so... Uh... <laughs> Hey, hey, Kyle. I love that competition. It's like the swear jar, except it's the good question jar. Exactly right. One last request, please. Can you warble us your favorite, is it Scott Schapp lines? Just give, give us a little creed. First of all, how dare you? It, it's Scott Schapp. Yeah, come on, Judd. Okay, You're Stapp. thinking of like Jeremy Schapp or Dick Schapp. It's Scott Schapp. A Jeremy uh, Schapp, Scott Schapp mashup might be kind of fun, though. Yeah, he goes... Very important. He goes... Uh, well, I just heard the news today. It seems my life is going to change. And then he goes on, with arms wide open. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Really beautiful. I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking. That was, that was a great impression. Much By the way, Kirk that. does sing Creed on the show. Oh, I, I, I haven't had Oh, we got to get it. Um, Love it. Above all the others, he's, he has beautiful voice, so he sings Creed on the episode too. So, if, if there's anything that you want to dig for, it's Kirk Cousins singing Creed uh, yes, on the Ten Questions podcast with Kyle Brandt, Spotify and YouTube, and check out Good Morning Football if you haven't partaken already. Six a.m. through the morning here in the Twin Cities on NFL Network. So, Kyle, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Great stuff, man. Thank so, you. Judd, you guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. All right, take all care. Right. Man. All right, that's uh, that's Kyle Brandt from NFL Network. And I think the, how much fun was that? He he's awesome. I <laughs> that was not bad Creed, by the way. He's uh, and by the oh. way, like not to not to keep blowing smoke here, but Good Morning Football, yeah, is a great show. And I I need to meet the people that got into a room and said, all right, so we definitely want to do some sort of, like NFL Network's blowing up, the NFL's blowing up. 
We definitely want like a live, entertaining presence. We want to put together like a three-hour morning show, but we just don't know what to call it. What should we call it? And someone's like, I got it. Good morning, football. You know what? Somebody said, don't overthink it. Football. (laughs) Because really, if you think about it, if you just attach the word football, you've won. It's amazing. Like football. It's all you have to say. It's genius. It's all you have to say. It's genius. So, So in talking to Kyle about what Kirk said, I do think that, and this is not, this is not to excuse Kirk, okay? But from Kyle articulating what he heard, which is probably just as important as the quotes themselves, because once you write something, the context can be sort of lost, Phil. I really think what we have here is no surprise. It's just Kirk being Kirk. Like, for lack of a better term, to, to put this, and he's a deeper guy, Kirk is, than this. But he's sort of goofy. And, like, at times he's goofy. And at times I think he says things that don't necessarily probably make sense. But I thought the most important thing that Kyle said when he was listening to Kirk was, I got confused. Yeah. And I, and I, so I, I don't think it's, it has to be any big secret that Kirk Cousins, he doesn't talk a lot about politics, but if you can you make some assumptions, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins leans conservative in his religion, in his life, in his, in likely in his politics to some extent. And mask wearing has been politicized to a large extent over the past five or six months. Um, and so I think what I appreciate when you dig deeper into the comments, yeah, the headlines are like, if I die, I die. I, you know, I don't really care if I get it. And he, and he essentially said, there's some guys that walk around just like scared of their own shadow in our in our building about COVID. And there's other guys that just really couldn't care less. And he was referring to himself when he's talking about the guys who really couldn't care less in terms of it impacting him. But what I appreciate about him is he did say that he wear he will wear a mask to protect other people. And so at least yes. you know, at least there's like a consideration of what I would be worried about is if he came out and said this and he is the captain and the CEO of a 53 man roster and the leader of that roster and if his quotes are even construed as you know what I think half of you guys if not more are a bunch of idiots mm-hmm. and I think that you guys are making too big a deal out of this thing, and I don't really respect your point of view on this. Mm-hmm. That would cause a major oh, locker room yeah. problem. Yes. And it's possible the way that this is sort of being construed is that it, it will cause a problem, and he will have to address it at some point and say, all right, because, I mean, Michael Pierce opted out of the season yes. out of fear of COVID. Yes. Period. Like, and, has health pro- and has problems with asthma. Yep. And so if I'm Correct. Michael Pierce or I'm, or I'm any teammate that was kind of on the fence about it, the last thing I want is for the leader of my team to be sort of diminishing what I believe. There, there, there has to be cohesion in a locker room, and Kirk Cousins is the central figure. I get your point, but we pretty much known since I would say um, at some point in Kirk's first year here with the Vikings that he lacks, and this goes well beyond these quotes, but we've known that he lacks the one thing that I think Judd and Phil and a lot of people want from there. QB in 2018, 19, 20, and that is a CEO type. He's just not that guy. He's never going to to be. Kirk is, I will give Kirk credit. Kirk's consistent. Like nothing Kirk does shocks me. Like these comments, I'm a little bit surprised he got into it a little bit, but the actual gist of the comments don't surprise me. And, And how many times have we talked about the quarterbacks that we love the most? And granted, these guys are talented on the field. But how many discussions have we had about sort of that CEO mentality, Russell Wilson, I run the team and here's what we're going to do. And I'm always going to say things on point. And it might be boring, but it's very CEO speak. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think Kirk has had that since the day he was born, and to expect him to have that now is sort of foolish, which is why the Vikings are in the weird predicament of different people having to lead the team when you really would prefer it be your quarterback, but you know it can't be your quarterback. Yeah, and he has some leadership qualities. He's certainly not, like when I'm looking at the the spectrum, I'll use a 1 to 10 scale like Kyle Brandt and Kirk Cousins did, you know, on the leadership scale, 10 being Tom Brady, uh, 10 being what you see from Pat Mahomes now, which is just like, I am the freaking man. I'm also just wildly talented and can make any throw. And now I have the credibility of having Super Bowls and everything. Like Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes are like on the 10 as leaders. And one would be like Christian Ponder, where he's just sort of scared of his own shadow. We once heard from a couple former teammates on the old Roycey and Mackey show. Actually, it was Darren Sharper was one of them. His his judgment might be somewhat questionable, but the, yeah. but um, but said like I spent five minutes with that guy and I knew that he wasn't a leader. He just like he's just a wallflower. Yeah. And Kirk is not Christian. He's also not Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady. It's kind of surprising. Like it's not surprising if Pat Mahomes were to say something. It actually is kind of surprising when Tom Brady says something because he generally keeps to himself. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit surprised that he would put himself out there, Kirk, and say something like this. But in the context of what Kyle Brandt was explaining, which is it's an hour and a half podcast, we're kicking around a million subjects. Kyle, obviously, listening to him with us, like he makes people super comfortable and disarms people. And this came out like a month after it was recorded. And so Kirk probably didn't even know that he said something that was going to generate headlines in the New York Post. No, I'm sure, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure he did not. So, um, hey, before we before we wrap this episode, I know you guys touched yesterday in an emergency episode of Purple Daily on Riley Reef, And also, I think you brought up the Joe Mixon contract, too. Yes, the four-year Joe Mixon contract. Um, also, um, worth noting that Alvin Kamara is going to be back at practice with the Saints, but he is now sort of putting up the I want a contract yes. flares. Yes. So four years, $48 million for Joe Mixon. If I'm Dalvin Cook, I actually think I'm worth more than Joe Mixon. I think the league thinks Dalvin Cook's a better running back than Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. But there's no way if I'm the Vikings, like if, if all of a sudden now four years and $48 million is the benchmark and, and to sign Dalvin Cook to that contract, I now have to say goodbye to like Ngakwe for a second, third year. No. I ain't, I'm not paying that. I'm not paying that for Joe Mixon. I'm not paying that for Dalvin Cook. These guys are in, in as we talked to Kyle about, in impossible predicaments now. I really think that. And Kamara's a real, I love him too, but you know what? I get any team that says, we're not going to pay you based on your position. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, is, I think he's screwed. Un- unless the Vikings are redoing the reef contract to try and free up some room this year to try and get a deal done. But I will say this. The Dalvin Cook camp also made a major mistake in not accepting whatever they were offered before talks broke off two Tuesdays ago. They did. They You've got to, to take it. And look, Phil, there's key things here to keep in mind. One, the cap is going down. Two, the Vikings just brilliantly, and, and look, it came with some risk, so I'm not saying it looks brilliant now, but the Vikings brilliantly boxed in Riley Reef completely and screwed him. And you know what? I'm applauding it. The rules allow them to basically go and say, we are going to either have you or you are either going to take a pay cut right now or we are going to release you. In which case, we are going to release you into the wild of the National Football League where no one has any money to spend, right? So if you look at the ruthless bottom line financial nature of what the Vikings are clearly willing to do, you tell me this. What does what does Dalvin Cook have going for him? 
There's not like a lot, what can yeah. he do? There's not a lot of leverage. No. And you know, on the on the Alvin Kamara front, because it's kind of a similar situation. The Saints have to decide, like, oh, we've had this guy for a few years, and he's really good. I think I think Dalvin's better than Kamara too. Now Kamara catches more passes, but I think I don't think it's because Dalvin can't catch as many passes. They're different running backs, but like Dalvin Cook is a better running They're back. They're both than really Alvin good. Kamara. They're both good. Yeah, he's a better running back than Joe Mixon for my money. But with Alvin Kamara, you got to remember if you're the Saints that you drafted him in the third round and just plugged him in because you didn't want to pay Mark Ingram. Right? Was it Mark Ingram who was there before? Yeah, I think it was Ingram um, or whoever else. Like. So it's funny how quickly teams forget that. Oh, you can just kind of you can find Alvin Kamara's in the third round. But I don't you can think find they Alvin do. Cooks in the second round. I think I think that the smart teams are fully aware of that, and so when the Dalvin Cooks or Kamara's come back to the team and like I'm really good, pay me, yeah, pay me like McCaffrey, yeah, and teams are like no, yeah, Mark Ingram was uh, Mark Ingram was the in, in Alvin Kamara's rookie year. Mark Ingram was the starting running back. He ran for 1,100 yards. I don't know what his contract situation was, but Alvin Kamara came in and like. You know, he was kind of the third down. They, they, they actually both those guys combined for 171 targets. So they both like they used them both a lot in his rookie year. But the Saints said, yeah, we don't need to pay it. Mark Ingram top dollar because we found a guy in the third round. The point being right now, unless you are a top five to ten player in the league. OK, so I'm saying in the entire league, if you are offered a contract with the salary cap almost certainly going down in 2021, you better take it. Yeah. Like this whole thing of we're going to play hardball right now in the age of COVID is stupid. Unless unless you are, you know, if you're a quarterback and you're top five, you're going to, you're going to get paid. Um, and if you're a top 10 player probably in this league period, you're going to get paid. But if you are a nice player, heck, really good, and you think, hey, you know what, this is 2012. I'm going to get my payday. No, you're not. Yeah. So... Um, appreciate you guys listening here. Just a quick shout out to uh, PodMN is a brand new app you can find for free in the Apple or Google Play stores to discover and listen to local Minnesota podcasts. So if you've ever wondered, like, I just I'd, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to find more good local Minnesota podcasts. Well, PodMN is the place to go. It's free again to download. You can go to PodMN.com to find out more information. If you want to find more Vikings podcasts, if you want to fo- uh, find more Minnesota sports podcasts, Pod MN in the Apple or Google Play Store. Thank you to Kyle Brandt for hanging out with us today. That was awesome. Scott Staff, please. Well, his impression was amazing. I don't know if I can replicate that. Not bad. <clears throat> but go ahead. Let me uh I, I just enjoy hearing any creed possible now. <clears throat> since Kirk okay. wouldn't pay for it. Okay. Let's go uh my sacrifice. No, I'm done. I'm not going <laughs> to. I like the guitar. Uh, it's funny that the guitar and Scott Stapp's voice both <laughs> basically is a, with arms wide open. It's all bass. Under. It's all bass. The voice and the guitar. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We will see you guys tomorrow with Courtney Cronin on Purple Daily. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.